Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey guys, Perry here to tell you a little bit about Pluto TV. It's the leading free streaming television service where you can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for your credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV is the easiest and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, your Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's a special episode of Movie Talk today. Papa Nems is in the house. On top of that, we're doing our best movies of 2019 so far. And then we're covering Mark Hamill's recent comments about his choice to leave Star Wars after Episode Nine comes and goes. 
It's a big show today. This is a big deal. The mid-year time to assess all the movies that we've seen so far. And I get to do it with two very wonderful people. Sinead DeFries is in the house. And so is Greg Alba. And so is Perry's dad. He is. Perry's dad. Hi, Dad. So excited. Hi, Dad. I hope you enjoy the show. There's 50 Aww. people in the studio right now. So there's actually studio. more than usual. Not yeah. that and many. There's a, there's a line, actually, of people that didn't even get in to, to watch. So. <laughs> crazy. People An in-demand show. How are you guys doing? Good. How are is you? Is life good? We miss you, both Aww. of you, all the time. It's good to be here. It's good all right. to be here. You ready to jump into the big one? Yes, we are kicking off the show with our best movies of 2019 so far. We have limited our list today to our top three. So we're going to go around the table, starting with Sinead. What is your number three? Well, I should start by saying that I've, I've pretty much only seen like four movies <laughs> in theaters this year. So wow. I was only picking from four different movies. But I did watch a bunch of crappy Netflix movies. Well, now I'm going to be curious what the fourth movie was. Um, I, I, don't, I bar- can barely even remember it. But this is so sad because I just haven't made out to the movies. So my number three, what was my number three? Oh, my number three <laughs> is Shazam. That it is. Yes, that it is. Uh, which technically I didn't even see at a theater. I saw it at a screening room. Uh, that's how little I've been to the movies. But I still... I still love it so much, honestly. Shazam came very, very close to cracking the top three for me. Yeah. It was in the top three for a very long time. I've just added a couple of mm. things since, but Shazam is up there. Did you like Shazam, Greg? I did like Shazam, Perry. I had a feeling. <laughs> that's one of those movies good, good that is, that's so, so feel good. Yeah. That, yes. I don't know. I mean, I respect the fact that that's not your kind of superhero movie, but its heart is so much mm-hmm. in the right place mm-hmm. that I feel feel like i don't know you can I, at least enjoy it a little bit it's not the type of movie that you necessarily like get done watching and you feel like you should sit there and mm. critique it right off the bat because you're like oh, okay like there's obviously things wrong with it here and there but overall it just it you're right it made me feel really good i, I just I, enjoyed it i saw it at a like an, an advanced screening but there was barely anyone in the crowd so i was mm-hmm. like oh, this movie's all right but when i watched it a second time with a big crowd mm-hmm. it was a lot more enjoyable i think feeling the energy of a comedy yeah, with an yeah. audience makes a huge difference the Actually, everyone experience is very important yeah. and i hope everybody out there in the industry knows that so we never lose all these movies everything the should go to netflix we should all watch it from home i can't go there again today no yeah. no no all right what's your number three greg Dark Phoenix, then Captain Marvel. Don't even. And then the 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 episode of Black Mirror with Miley Cyrus would be my top three right there. I hope I have all the respect from the Collider audience now. Hey, I, I think they've already episode. been tipped off that you're this not. This is my first time meeting Sinead, and now she's mad at me. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> they've okay, been I, I get everything that, really that's fast. not the list, though, because we didn't have any graphics for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you're you're graphics ready to go. I would have to say uh, number three for me would it be, I saw this last week, and it instantly made my top three, Toy Story 4. Aww. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh, man. Well, it's in my def- top five right now. It's not top three, though. It's not top three, no. Uh, Toy Story 3 made me cry twice. I, at least, a minimum, it's the funniest movie I've seen all year. Really? Shazam, oh, that's so exciting. Shazam would definitely be the second funniest movie I've seen. But Toy mm-hmm. Story 4 was certainly, like, I, I hadn't laughed that hard in such a long time. I was surprised that it got me laughing out loud as much as it did. It's the funniest Toy Story movie. And it's also, it's like laughs with purpose, mm-hmm. too. It's yeah. never a joke for the sake of being a joke. It right. is so well-suited to it's all the great. characters. But I lied before. Shazam is actually six on my list right now because Toy Story is five. So solid choice there. Seen, oh, man, that's, Toy Story. that's yeah. exciting, actually, because I was really nervous about it. Like, that's one of those things that I was like, why are they doing this after they made such a big deal about it all being over? Yeah. And I, I literally, like, with Andy, we were always the same age when those movies came out. So, like, when 
he was going away to college. That mm. movie came out this summer after I graduated <laughs> high school. And it was so, I was, it was so sentimental because I was like, that's so crazy because every time that movie came out, he was technically the same age right. or around the same age as I was. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's a perfect way to end it because I'm going away after high school. This is where this movie's yeah. ending. And then they announced Toy Story 4, and I was like, why? Like, you don't need to do this. It, so it, it's actually a good They needed to do I, it. And that, that's the coolest thing about this franchise, too, is there's so many people who have grown up right in line with Andy. True. There's so many, you know, people our age where their parents took them and grew attached to the movies. And this one in particular... I feel like it works well all on its own, which is great because you you could bring a really young moviegoer who has never seen any Toy Story movie to this and they get a complete story and then hopefully they'll want to then go and revisit one through three. That's cool. I wonder yeah. if I could take Harrison to it. He's a little psycho, but I don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> Harrison might want a, a spork. <laughs> how, long, how long is it? Is it long? I hope you're prepared yeah, to get artsy-fartsy with a sporky after because he's going to want one. Oh, okay. and you're going to have to make we it. Bought, my, uh, my girlfriend bought a sporky right afterwards. That does not surprise it me. Is, Wendy, Wendy made a sporky, yeah. and it's so impressive. We it looks just like that one from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. If, how Hers long did, look spe- looks how like long really realistic, her? though. She like, had to get the sporky. Knowing her, she did it in five seconds. <laughs> Wendy has lots of art projects, and she excels at all of them. What's right. your number three, Perry? My number three is Booksmart. Ooh. I, oh, I want to see it so bad. I feel like you yes. in particular, Sinead, would totally fall for it, yes. but I still can't believe that that's Olivia Wilde's uh, directorial debut, and Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver are just so perfect in that movie, and same thing with Billy Lord for that matter. The entire ensemble, it's just a really great ensemble where... You love them all, yeah. but like you know, you know that feeling when you just feel the need after to pick your favorite person because whatever they're going through mm-hmm. is right in line with whatever you had experienced in high school. Mm-hmm. That movie gives you that feeling, and you could take so much of it with you even after it's over. But yes. it's also one of those things where the more you watch it, the funnier it gets every single time. Oh, really, com- yeah. Comedy on usually on rewatch with comedies, I get like of them faster so that's pretty crazy well i think that's part of what makes some of them become classics mm. it's like i was thinking about that with stepbrothers recently because the first time i saw stepbrothers i'm like what is this nonsense i don't like it and then i started to watch it again with friends and yes. again and before mm. i knew it it's like those are lines that i repeat often, also helps and i think this is going to be TNT the same every i know every <laughs> sunday because yeah. i literally just watched it too it's, but always, I still my it's always on all right Sinead, number two time what do you got all right, number two, I put uh, Captain Marvel. That you did. Okay. I'm like, what? I just gave you this list. <laughs> and when I sent Perry this list, I was like, I'm so basic right now. But I put <laughs> Captain Marvel as number two. I was pleasantly surprised by Captain Marvel. I don't know why I thought I wasn't going to like it as much as I A did. A lot of people thought they didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was because, oh, I remember. It was because I never fell in love with the trailers. Like, it never grabbed me as much as any of the more recent Marvel movies had just based on the trailer alone. And I remember the first trailer was so disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I was such, I was like, oh man, I was just expecting so much more. So I think that helped a lot when I watched it because I went into it like keep your expectations at a at a middle level mm. so that you're not disappointed. And I think I just was so pleasantly surprised. And again, I saw it with an awesome crowd mm. because the audience was so into it and yeah. people were laughing at things that I don't even think were even supposed to be that funny like laughing their asses off like hysterically I was like yeah 
But um, but yeah, no, it was really good. I actually really liked it. I thought it was just fine the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. When I rewatched it, I thought mm-hmm. it was so much better. Yeah. Like I did a non-spoiler review. And I was like, it's all right. But then when I did the spoiler review, I watched it the second time. I'm like, actually, it's so much mm-hmm. better the second mm-hmm. time you watch it. Um, Brie Larson's performance to me is still kind of in the middle area. But I think the whole everyone else in the movie and the rest of the movie is pretty damn good, actually. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm a defender of that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. very into that yeah. movie, too. It's right right now it's after I've seen so much. I'm a defender. <laughs> yeah. nah, it's it's <laughs> probably in like the top tier of my MCU movies. But Same. this year, oh, really? it's, okay. it's like flirting with the bottom of my top ten at this point as yeah. it continues to get bumped down the list. Yeah. But seen it a couple of times, and I think I liked it the first time I walked out quite mm-hmm. a bit. But it got better and better with repeat viewings also. So How many times have you seen it? That I've seen, actually, now that I think about it, I've seen most of the ones in my top ten three times. Wow. I think every single thing that I'm going to list today I've seen three times. I think that's important, though, especially, like, when we get so used to putting, like, this, like, critic's brain on. It's so important to watch things a second time because it changes so much. Like, once you get out of that and you're like, already come to a conclusion about all the things you have issues with and it's actually i honestly find it kind of sad because it's very rare i can go into a movie and not automatically be like this is a little the pacing is a little off here like i almost annoy Mm. myself i'm like shut up and just watch the movie and enjoy it sometimes the hype anxiety can interfere with just absorbing a movie on a first time especially with a movie like Mm -hmm. captain marvel or any of these mcu movies it's like you got your, your your goggles on just ready, like, well, what's wrong with this? What's right, wrong with this? What's right. great about this? As opposed to just letting the emotional experience sink in. So I think when you watch a movie like Captain Marvel a second time, it's easier to absorb that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many factors that come into play. And even when you want to consider that long term, one of my favorite things about just movies in general is that I can watch a movie today and I can watch a movie five years, that same movie five years from now. And because I'm right. a, in a different place of my life and right. I've had different experiences, right. Right. maybe I'll respond to that even more strongly than I did in the right. past. And I mean, certain things things resonate with you right if it's like yeah, personal exactly. or it just like hits one of your like like sore spots then it's a totally different movie it's so true true, true. all right greg number two my number two is a divisive movie but i loved it um i literally when i walked out of the theater some guy i've never met this wasn't a press screening it was just a universal city walk and some guy just came up to me to ask me what i thought about it he has no idea who i am but he clearly just wanted to rip on the movie <laughs> um it is jordan peele's us that movie was, we can't swear here. There's a sign here that says, watch your language. <laughs> I know, I saw that new sign. Keep it clean for the <laughs> <Yeah>. kids. Because <laughs> Perry's dad's here, yeah, so really. we have to be really My dad does not <laughs> use any bad words. He's East Coast, right? Yeah, Lies. that makes sense. All right. uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, with us, that is a movie, if you want to talk about a movie with repeat viewing, did you see it? No, I told you. I haven't any literally mm. your guys' lists so far. I haven't seen any of those movies. Really? really I've got a lot of suggestions for you after this show. I have I have a list that's build, building up. We have it written on the fridge <laughs> so that we don't lose track of all the movies <laughs> we need to see. But I have to see John Wick before I see any yeah, of the movies. I'm sorry. Great one. But you know, close. Uh, I still haven't seen Forrest Gump, so you're okay. Okay, okay so uh, with really? the movie, uh, yeah, I really haven't. Right? Really? I thought that was a joke. It is a joke. That's a joke. No, it's not a joke. I know. I don't yeah. think it's Wait, a joke. Wait, it's not a joke? It's not a joke. What are you doing here? You do go need- home and I'm go sorry. see it. I shouldn't be on Collider Movie Talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I have a reputation for not having seen Forrest Gump. We have to hurry this show up right it. now. Yeah. That's like your thing. That's like my thing, you know? I'm there could special be worse things, way. I guess. Yeah. Again, it's on TV all the time. You literally have no excuse. I don't. Is it one of those things where you're like, oh, it's been too long. It's just not at this point. Yeah, it's kind of like Steve Carell the four-year-old virgin. Don't you like the reaction at this point? Yeah, at this point, I'm like, hey, I like the 
react the response that I get. But anyway, back to us, um, the movie. Uh, that movie was a film that I didn't fully understand it the first time I watched it. But when you deep dive into it, and I think when you repeat watch it, and I saw your reviews on mm. it too. I know that you really loved it. Um, it's a film that there's literally every single frame of that movie is important. Every Every second of that is integral and calculated. And I think it's also a crazy, thrilling, emotional experience. And I love when a movie's this divisive. I can't tell you how many people I heard go, oh, the ending's too expositional. And then on the flip side, I heard so many people go, I don't understand the ending. So I'm like, which one is it then? Is it too, too much information or not enough information? And uh, I, I like a movie that every time you rewatch it, you just understand it more. For me, The mm -hmm. Matrix still does that. And Us is a film that definitely does that. So I'm right in line with you now because Us is my number two yeah. as well. And with that one, I think you definitely need to watch it over and over again. Definitely. But what I think, even though I've already seen it in theaters three times, what makes me want to watch it more and more is I think there's, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think there's certain elements of it that make it unclear with intention mm -hmm. that it does leave certain ideas up to you and i yeah. think that no matter how much you dissect it even if you knew the entire architecture of what he put together there still is i'll Always. explain this to you after but there Always. still is no clear-cut answer for a very specific reason and yeah that's just one of those movies when you first were telling your story at the very beginning i thought you were just going to say that that person didn't want to rip on it that they just wanted to discuss it and that's what i found with that movie which is why i loved it so much is that it's that. not even just the enjoyment of sitting there and watching it all yeah. play out in the moment it's the conversation that happens after yes and the fact that that conversation has continued for so long and i still want to be part of it means that it is deserving of the spot yeah. on the list and it's still a good story it's not just indulgent in its philosophy or whatever it's still a good movie mm -hmm. with a great emotional experience lapita nyongo i think is the the probably the best performance i've seen all year um like actor actress yeah. she's the best performance i've seen all year so yeah i would I, 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 you gotta see it. you guys just got me like super hyped watch it with subtitles because <laughs> it's a difficult movie to keep well, up with I, really, yeah. I love that, that about jordan peele because i feel like he doesn't throw anything in your face and he does leave it up to interpretation like you don't actually know what his his point is yeah. because it could go a couple different ways. I think I would recommend watching it once, just kind of like sitting back and going, mm. going with the flow, going along with the action and then watching it with that, you know, with that, uh, that eye out for details the yeah. second time yeah. around. Yeah. I feel like that's the most satisfying way to go oh, about it. Or so at least beautiful. that's what worked for me before we move on to our number one picks. Let's check in with the live chat. Uh, rhythm oriented. Sorry, uh, said A twenty four is quietly killing it with climax. Very good movie. High life and especially under the Silver Lake. And then we also have Jenna James who said Brightburn is in my honorable mention with Always Be My Maybe, Shazam, Booksmart, and The Perfection. A lot of love for Netflix right there. Mm -hmm. Time for number one. I mean, it's the same across the board. Do yeah. we want to just attempt to shout it in unison? Sure. sure. Wait, All right. wait, wait, wait. Are we saying the whole Ready? thing? Or are we just saying No, the we're saying the whole thing. Okay. Ready? After three. Like, I'll <laughs> say three and then say it. One, <laughs> two, three. Avengers Endgame. That was good, you guys. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> it was, like, right on point there. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I was all that surprised when you guys set your list and that was at the top of it, but it's 
it's really freaking cool to me that one that is a great movie all on its own, but I can't really remove the fact that this is a cinematic event that we might never right. experience totally. ever right. again totally. in our lifetime. And the fact that they've put so much into that franchise and yes. it's made so much money and actually earned it. Like there were just so many elements of Avengers Endgame that might not have hit like the necessary mm-hmm. satisfaction level. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with every single character that was part of that franchise, they just they landed in such a great unforgettable spot in Endgame that it made me feel like one I had a satisfying conclusion but just made me all the more thrilled about everything else coming our way in the next few years yeah I'm so thrilled I mean it was one of those things I I watched it two days in a row so I had seen it like Thursday night at a a, and (laughs) <laughs> at an advanced screening and then I saw it Friday morning in the theater it's a Friday but I saw it in advanced screening and I'm not gonna lie like I had issues with it the first time I saw it and I was not I wasn't disappointed at all I still love Infinity War more and I think that doesn't mean that I don't I'm not obsessed with Endgame it just shows how obsessed I am with Infinity War because mm-hmm. Infinity War was one of those movies that I could not, like, I was emotional over how hmm. good it was. Endgame, I've, I haven't cried that hard in a movie since, I'm not even kidding, like, Marley and Me. I think Marley and Me, like, oh, effed no. me up for, like, a whole week. No, I was, like, no, locked no, in no, my no. room just sobbing. But Endgame, I was crying yeah. so hard. And even at one point, my sister looked at me, and she was like, what are you Endgame doing? is a good F you up cry. Marley and Me, at least in my opinion, yeah. is a highly manipulative F you up cry Absolutely. that is not allowed to be played anywhere in my vicinity whatsoever. Absolutely. It's like you feel like you're sinking into the ground and dying and Coldplay is like silently or quietly singing right behind you. <laughs> like literally that's how it is. But Endgame was like a very, it was like this feeling of one like satisfaction of getting all of these things tied up, but also like gratitude for however long I've been watching this, like over mm-hmm. a decade. And then just like this weird recognition that this franchise has been a part of my life for so long. Mm-hmm. And then I think back to when I first got into Marvel movies and like, and being in high school and like mm-hmm. how different my life was back then versus now. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, there's really been that many MCU movies yeah. and we are actually about to end the MCU as we know it. It's so like, who knows what the future is, but I'm honestly, it just got me super excited. Like you said, I'm so hyped and I'm ready for like all fresh stuff now. Cause I feel so satisfied. I mean, going off what you're talking about, that's one of the thing I, I love about the way they close this chapter with Avengers because it's that it's at the point now. Like, I don't know what's coming next. I've heard great things about Far From Home. I watched your Collider mm-hmm. movie talk reactions episode, and so I, I, I watched your Collider we're movie so talk informative show. Always. <laughs> so I, I I've heard great things about it, but to me, I'm like, even if let's say Phase Four just happens to suck, like the worst case scenario, they'll still have that arc leading mm-hmm. up to Endgame right. as a, a definitive MCU thing. And for me, Endgame gave me everything I was hoping for, yet so much more. Mm-hmm. I love the tone. I love the mood. I love the buildup to the finale. Um, I did cry. I, I, cr- mm-hmm. I watched it three times, and I did cry, like, every single time. Yeah, it's hard not to. I don't think I'm going to watch that re-release, though. That's a, It's a little too... At this point, I'm like... I was a little tired by the third time I watched it. I'm tempted, but I I vowed to myself because after I finished my third viewing of Endgame, I wanted to go back and do my MCU rewatch. So I need to earn my next viewing of Endgame yeah, by finishing do. all the. I, <laughs> you I, I got a little ways about that to go. Kid who's already seen it like 200 times. He's trying to set a record. Oh boy, I think he that has. Doesn't surprise <laughs> yeah. Me. yeah, he actually has. But he's trying to 
set like some sort of uh, he's not like the Guinness World Book of Records or something. Like he's trying to set like a Guinness World Record. Good for him for watching yeah. Endgame so many times. He's literally seen it two hundred times. And in my head, I was like, I know at this point you're just going to the theater and sleeping. Like there's no way you're still no watching way that you're movie. like so absorbed in no. that movie. Yeah, that's impossible. Oh, that's a lot of hours. But good, good on yeah. him if that makes him happy. We yeah. want to know what makes you happy. Chime in in the comments section. Share your favorite movies of 2019 so far, right there. Sure. Now we've got some Collider programming to tell you about. Here's what you got coming your way this weekend. Hey everyone, John Roca here, the host of Collider Mailbag. A new episode drops every Saturday and Sunday in your face and in your ears, answering the questions from you fans about the world of entertainment, film, and television. Me and great guests from our sphere do the best to answer your questions from Twitter, from Instagram, and of course, email as well, every Saturday and Sunday. In addition to Mailbag, if you go over to the Collider Interview YouTube channel right now, you could see all of our amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con panels that Coy and I got to host. There's so much great content there, pretty much hours worth. So check that out after you watch Movie Talk today. Story... Yeah. I know, we don't produce enough yeah, ever. Like, like, we're just hanging around is, not doing anything oh, all day. God. It's crazy. You guys are lying. Like, are you even working here? Are you here doing or anything? What, what are, are all these employees doing? here for? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm always looking for more Collider yeah, video episodes of something, anything. 10 notifications in my Gmail? Not enough. the studio and yeah, never like the YouTube it. thing that keeps coming down. I'm like, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Notification squad. Always there. All right. Story number two is the Mark Hamill comment. So at the Child's Play premiere, AP Entertainment spoke to him and they asked, is this really going to be your last Star Wars appearance? And here's how the conversation went from there. Hamill said, I sure hope so and laughed. AP asked why. And he said, well, because I had closure in the last one. The fact that I'm involved in any capacity is only because of that peculiar aspect of the Star Wars mythology, where if you're a Jedi, you get to come back and make a curtain call as yeah. a force ghost. So, I mean, unless I'm interpreting this wrong, that right there confirms he's back as a force ghost, no? I mean, that's what I took from it. What I, else would he be? I, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty much what we were all predicting. <laughs> yeah. But does it surprise you to hear his reaction to the question about him leaving the franchise Stay after in the this tone movie? That he said it. I feel like you, you've watched it more recently. You could probably mimic I, it better I, than I, I did. I don't really remember. That. I don't know. I, I, I had a note of who doesn't seem happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's like, not like a, like he, a, I'm proud of anything at this point. It wasn't, I mean, I'm sure he is. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in those like four words, it wasn't like, I sure hope so. It wasn't like that kind of, I sure hope well, so. Well, he's you know? tired and he's also, Whoa. Is that the new intern, Johnny, screwing things up? Oh, no, it's Perry's dad. That's okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, when I watched, uh, when you see Mark Hamill behaving that way, I'm, I'm like, well, he came back to Star Wars in the time of Twitter and yeah. the time of social media. It's like he's always had to deal with fandom for the past, like, few decades or whatever. But I can't imagine that after you come back with The Last Jedi, and even though he does, I think he does an amazing job in that movie. I honestly mm-hmm. do, too. I thought he was great. I yeah. loved his performance. I love I love the, the writing of the character, too. And, and I know there's a lot of, like, not my Luke thing going around. I just think it's it can be overwhelming, and you want to get away from it. And I think he has a, a he has a unique career in voice acting. I like what he did with Chucky, and I, I like the movie. Mm-hmm. I know you were kind of. Eh. I just don't think that it was fully what they, what they gave him yeah. let him use his abilities sure. as much as he could have. Sure, but you know, it's like the voice work as the Joker, a lot of his TV appearances. I, f- I just get the impression the guy's tired, man. Yeah, and like <laughs> also like I wouldn't if he really feels that way and he really does. I wouldn't hate on him for that at all. No, no. not like, at all, dude. We've gotten so much from him. Like we've been blessed 
and gifted with so much mm-hmm. Star Wars, yeah. like, magic from him. So it's also, like, if he wants to be done, then, like, let the man yeah. rest. I think He's, they all want to be done at this I, point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can I can understand that. Not just because of, you know, noise on Twitter and sure. things like that. But you do one of these movies, and it just sucks you in for sure. how many years mm-hmm. of your yeah. life? And yeah. especially when you look at his career. And he's a creative force well beyond Star Wars. Yes. So the, the good thing for him right now is by pushing this aside, at least in terms of being in another feature film. Now he could do even more voice acting yeah. than he was doing yeah. in the last couple of years. So yeah. good on him for making that decision. Decision if that's what makes him happy. Yay. All right, before we have to say goodbye, let's grab one of these Twitter questions here. There are so many that I want to ask, but I have to point this one out from Zeno Hour, who said THR is reporting Kaylee Spaney got cast as the lead in the craft remake. Seems like Dorian has confirmed that that is true. She is so, so talented, dude. Who is she? Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, um, she plays Dakota Johnson's younger sister. Oh, yeah, she's great. And she was also one of the leads opposite John Boyega in Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, and oh really? she was in... Um, sorry, now I'm just, like, rattling off her entire resume. Um, Where uh, was she from, on the basis, Yeah, what is her social security <laughs> yeah. number? On the basis of sex. She played uh, Felicity Jones' daughter in that. And oh, she's, okay. she's great in every single thing I've seen her in. So every single movie that gets her in it, yeah. I will pay attention to. Well, then, okay. Cool. Yes. Let's go pay to watch The Craft. All right. Let's see if we can get one more about Halloween in there. Because in case you guys missed it, Jeff Snyder broke a Halloween scoop on Collider.com. Apparently, the movie is going into production later this year. And we are expecting it to hit an October 2020 release date. We've got a question from Alan George. Do you guys think Halloween 2 will be like Resurrection? H2O reinvigorated the franchise just like last year's Halloween. Yeah, this this sequel is going to be the proper number two again. They're just going to completely disregard the last Halloween movie. Well, I, I brought this up on a recent movie talk, I think. But when I was talking to David Gordon Green, when that movie first came mm-hmm. out, we had a little bit of a spoiler discussion. And he did talk about, you know, like pulling an idea completely like just reboot like, it again. Like out of left feet. <laughs> yeah. He said, what if, what oh, if I did? Yeah. You could tell that he was intrigued by like crazy, unexpected ideas. And one of the things he did throw out there was like, what if I turned it all on its head again? I don't yeah. think that Blumhouse would actually do that, especially no, God, no. when you wound up in a place where you had like three super strong strong leading ladies that you yeah. actually wanted to keep following so right. i have a feeling that's the path they're heading down but i would respect it even if it did go that way i would still respect it i think i would too i would be like cool like it's not it's not like you're by the numbers remake it's i kind of like that yeah and i like that movie a lot As i thought that I. was pretty cool yeah, i always yeah. applaud trying something different yeah yeah all right guys that's all the time we've got today we are done with our best of 2019 yeah. episode thus far later in the year you're gonna get another one and that's gonna be our best of the full year Sinead, yes. Greg, thank you so much thank for you. joining thank us you. today. Cody in the booth today, thanks for your help. Dorian in the chat, as always, you rock. Guys, do not forget to like and share this episode of Movie Talk. Tune in for Clatter Mailbag this weekend, and then we'll be back right here at this desk, 3 p.m. PT Live on Monday for a brand new episode. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20.
that little chico pitbull mr 305 better said mr worldwide and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive brought to you by my friends over at state farm i believe that to have success you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you you know the biggest risk you take is not taking one it's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money especially when it comes to insurance state farm offers surprisingly great rates they have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage all this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 